so before we went to our honeymoon in Colorado, um, I did, we, you and I talked about um, cold weather clothes. That's correct. Um, and I talked about it with... Um, Your so- fun socks. Yeah, I'm actually wearing them. What are they called again? Darn tough. Darn tough, that's right. Uh, these are the ones I bought in Thomasville. Okay. I bought two more pairs in Tallahassee as well. Okay. Um, hmm. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I won't tell that story. <laughs> um, I, I also talked to some people on Twitter about like, I'm from Florida. Mm-hmm. I've never lived in the, in the cold. In Tallahassee, it does get into the 30s. Yes. Regularly in the winter. Right. Rarely into the 20s. And like, that's cold to me. Sure, you're from... South Florida. And I think that's cold for most people. Yeah. Um, but I did just ask some people, like, what should I wear? How do I dress for snow? Yes. Um, not anticipating there to be much snow, because it's not supposed to snow in Colorado Springs in November, really. Okay. Um, according to all the people I talked to who live there. Because it snowed 10 inches. I was about to say, my friend came home to two feet of snow. She lives in Boulder, though. Yeah. Um, it snowed two in- 10 inches in Colorado Springs. Um <laughs> On the second day of our honeymoon. Okay. Um, so our tour to Pikes Peak was pushed back a day and then canceled and refunded, which was great. So okay. we did not get to the mountain. Okay. Um, we did do all the other outdoor things in the region, okay. which, was, which was great. Um, again, lots of, some, not a lot, but a couple of pictures on Instagram. Actually, those are all stories, so never mind. I will post some. Disappeared forever. Yeah, disappeared forever. <laughs> um, but we went to the Garden of the Gods, which was amazing. And we went to the Royal Gorge Bridge, which is the highest suspension bridge in North America, built in 1929. Um, we oh. took a gondola across the gorge as well, which oh, was really fun. cool. Um, Kelsey was terrified, which I was not <laughs> expecting yeah. because she's much more adventurous than I am. You learned something new. Yeah. Um, we hiked in Red Rock Canyon, um, and it was about 24 degrees, and we had a great time. Okay. Because... I was well insulated. I was about to say, how many layers did you have on? I think I had a, a short sleeve t-shirt, a long sleeve t-shirt, two sweaters, and then a windbreaker. Okay. Um, I also had a scarf and a knit cap. Okay. Um, I had my good socks and I bought a pair of good leather boots. Okay. Waterproof leather boots. Okay. I was perfectly comfortable. What'd you have on your hands? Gloves. Okay. I did have some gloves. So, there, at the place where I bought the gloves, Trail and Ski in Tallahassee. Oh, yeah. Um... They had three levels of warmth. Okay. And it was like warm, warmer, warmest, uh-huh. I think. Uh-huh. And I just bought warm. Okay. I really could have gone for warmer. Yeah. Um, in 24 degrees. And so, cold. but the forecast when I bought those gloves was that it was going to be in like the 30s and 40s all week. Yeah, that's And that right. it wasn't going to snow. Yeah. <laughs> so it snowed yeah. a lot, um, which a lot for me. Like, yeah. I understand that it's not a lot for people who live in like, yeah. Buffalo, but it was a lot for me. Yeah, driving in snow is a nightmare. No, thank you. I've done it once. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, not, not for me as a person. Kelsey was like, "We don't have to drive anywhere on Tuesday." Like while it was snowing, and I was yeah. like, "Thank you." And we just walked around downtown. Yeah. Um, our hotel, the Mining Exchange in downtown Colorado Springs, um, used to be the old Gold Exchange oh, um, that's for miners. Cute. That's um, fun. So it was not designed as a hotel. Yeah. Um, so all the rooms are different, but it was really cool. Um, and it's right in the middle of everything. Okay. And it was a five-minute walk to literally everything we wanted to do. Oh, good. Super great. Um, so thank you to all the people who told me about layers. <laughs> thank you to the people who told me about um, windbreakers. Um, because that saved my life. Yeah, that would have been miserable. It would have been miserable. We did Chicago in January for our first anniversary. And we were not miserable because of layers. Yeah. Like, But it was funny to get back to a hotel room and then like, it takes Peel off. forever. Yeah. You're like, okay, <laughs> I, one more. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah. 
I got to the point where I was taking the like inner layers off at once. Yeah, I was like, it much. doesn't matter. <laughs> too much. <laughs> this is four shirts. I'll untangle them later. Yeah. Uh, it was super fun. Uh, we acclimated great. Good. Got back to 75 degree Tampa and thought, oh, this is so hot. Yeah. And so I understand. <laughs> I get it. I, I now know the winter. episode 253 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I don't know, the cold was cold doesn't bother me anyway. <laughs> and I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. All I can say, which is also what we said last week, is tis the season. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Whatever the season means to you, uh, there are many holidays in December. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um... When we say happy holidays, we mean it. We it really mean it. Them all. It does. Um, it is also the worst time of year for retail employees. <laughs> They're so tired. Um, and the first week or two of December is the worst time of year for uh, educators. Yes. So just keep that in mind. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, here we are, um, starting our, our hell month. But listen, I say this very sincerely. We do it for you. Yeah, we do. Like, honestly, um, we all love the season, the holiday season, hoop-de-doo. Um, and we work hard to make that enjoyable for everybody else. And so you're, you are welcome. And, yeah. I, and I mean that very sincerely. Yeah. And I hope people, I hope people love what we do because we do it for you. Yeah. Um, I was looking, I was trying to look up because somebody did leave us a question about holiday reads specifically. Oh, yeah. That's what today's episode is. Uh huh. But now I'm thinking I may have, like, I thought I screenshot it, but who knows? Who knows? How long ago that was. But it was really about holiday books that aren't specific holiday books. Does that make sense? Um, they wanted, like, Maybe okay. Have you guys ever done a Christmas novels that are more literary episode? Mm. Very interested in reading holiday themed novels, but I'm not a sappy romance genre fan. Um, so we might hit some of those today. I will also tell this listener that I did see that friend of the bookshelf and Bogle's podcast. What should I read next? I think they covered this either in an episode or in a blog post uh-huh. where I think it just runs the gamut of holiday themed books that aren't going to fall into this sappy right. category. Um, we might hit a couple today, but that's some other, you might find other suggestions there. As yeah. Well. Um, so. The only like classic one I can think of, the only one that holds up is A Christmas Carol. Yeah. Right? Um, which I think holds up. Yeah. And is actually very good. The thing about Dickens is like, Dickens isn't actually that great. Mm-hmm. He has this reputation as being like a classic and great because he's old. <laughs> but like what he was doing at the time was very commercial, very serial. Like he was the... Which means he's very readable. Yeah. Oh, absolutely yeah. very readable. Right. It, this is not a diss, yeah. but like he's not high literary yeah. in the way that people think he is just because he's old. Um, <laughs> he was the John Grisham, Nicholas Sparks of his day. I gotcha. Um, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Um, very commercial, um, very soap opera, very readable and very fun. Yeah. Like his books are really fun. 
Um, Christmas Carol is, I think, probably one of his most literary. Okay. Um, it, it is one of his most high-minded. And I've still never read it. It's super saccharine, yeah. to be fair. Like, it's very sappy. Right. But I think he's getting at something very interesting. And you should read it. It's only like 100 pages. Yeah. Uh, super short. And it holds up. It's very good. I also, we sell around this time of year, but again, I do think this season sometimes means saccharine a yeah, little bit, just I, because of the movies we're also uh-huh. watching. Um, but a lot of our customers love... Um, a Christmas Memory by Truman Capote. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, A Child... Oh, no. I'm going to mess it up. A Child's Christmas in Wales. I don't know that one. Is that one. the title? Um, people love that. And so I'm going to just make sure. Yeah. I, um, I think it's A Child's Christmas in Wales. Um, yeah, that's right. By Dylan Thomas. Um, oh, Dylan Thomas. Yeah. So huh. those are some maybe classic, traditional... Mm-hmm. Tales. That's at least, those are what do very well at the bookshelf, are those. And the Truman Capote Christmas Memory has an edition that has come out in the last couple of years. It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. Really good for yeah. your coffee table, little giftable kind of book. No, and that's a really great, really great little book. Yeah. Um, uh, so th- those are good. Yeah. My book club, we don't read anything anymore in December, but we used to try to read a holiday-themed work. Um, and our favorite was Holidays on Ice by mm. David Sedaris. Yeah. Because... Even if you don't have time to read the book, you This American Life, I think, frequently re-releases it around this time of yep. year. Um, the story of, and David Sedaris is narrating, narrating it himself, um, where he is an elf in, a, in Santa's workshop yeah. for a Christmas. The Santa Land Diaries. Yeah, it's so, it's outstanding. Yeah. Very fun listen. But the whole book is really good. Yeah. Holidays on Ice by David Sedaris. That was one of our book club's favorites. Now my book club doesn't read in December because... I think that's wise. Who has the time? Who has the time? <laughs> we throw a Christmas party and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we exchange books and it's fun. Um, but Holidays on Ice by David Sedaris is good and not at all saccharine or stuff. No. Like very fun. It's typical really, David Sedaris. It's really funny. Um, a lot of keen observations about just this weird subculture of the, of the Santa's Workshop actors that we yeah. have all encountered at some point yeah. in our lives, usually in a mall. I think um, about... And it's a little behind the scenes of that. I always think of... A Christmas story. Yep. Um, when I picture the Santa Land Diaries and like the mall workers in that movie, that's what I picture. Um, I saw Home Alone two for the first time last week. No, I hate that movie. Do you really? I do. I hate Home Alone two and three. Jordan loves them. I've so. never seen three, but I saw I saw two for the first time, and I don't know. Jordan likes it. Thought it was fun. I think it's hilarious because. <laughs> I always tease Jordan. Look, I think so many people hold a nostalgia for yeah, that too. Yeah, for sure. I don't because I did not. For I watched Home Alone for the first time as like a teen mm-hmm. because as kids we weren't allowed to watch it because they're actually very, they're very hateful to one another. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. They're really mean like, to each the, other. The, at one point, I think Kevin says he hates his mom. Uh-huh. We were not allowed to say we hated anything. Anyway, so I we love Home Alone now. Like that's a classic. Um, and we just watched the Netflix. Netflix has a new show called The Movies That Made Us. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And we watched the Home Alone episode. Um, but Home Alone two I watched for the first time as an adult, mm-hmm. and I watched it with a group of women I was like interning at Southern Progress with, and they loved. Like everybody was talking about it because they loved it as kids, and it was my first time to watch it. And I was sitting there and I was like. This is a shot-by-shot shot remake. It is. But in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. Like, all the jokes are the same. The jokes are the same. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, yeah. I think it's enjoyable. Like, we still... There's some inside joke now that Jordan and I do, and it, I can't remember, but it's something... Oh, it's credit card. You got it. Like, because it's that voice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the voice change machine. So, like, there are things in our marriage that, like, touch on yeah. Home Alone too. But I... Jordan was like, did you love it? And I was like, 
No, it's the it's same, the same movie. movie. <laughs> Just replace the scary old man with the scary old lady. Yeah, it's and the it's same And it's the same thing. movie. And so I will watch it every season, but it yeah. just, it, I'm like, we're watching the same movie twice, yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely fair. Uh, um, anyway. Uh. Yeah, well, also on Netflix is the show, the movie Let It Snow. Yeah. Which I was all set to watch, and I think I still will watch it, but I had no idea. It is the John Green book, Let It Snow. And I say John oh. Green, but it's actually three different authors, I want to say. Maybe Maureen Johnson was one. It's a young adult novel. Uh-huh. And again, this goes back to my Tallahassee book club years. This was one of the books we read, because it's actually hard to find... Se- it, I think it used to be even harder to find seasonal reads. Um, but it's a young adult novel with three or four different short stories, essentially, or three mm-hmm. different novellas. And so I've heard that Let It Snow on Netflix is the adaptation of this, and they're pitching it as young adult love, actually. Okay, cool. So I'm I, intrigued. I want to watch that. Yeah, I, I think I will watch it. Yeah. I feel like it'll scratch the cheesy yeah. itch for me. Um, and that is something that Kelsey really enjoys okay. in the holiday season, the very cheesy yes. uh, romance yes. Christmas movie. Um. We watched Love Actually. I've seen it a lot of times. She had never seen it until okay. last Christmas. And she was like, that doesn't hold up. I probably. Think that's, I think that's whatever. Don't we all agree? We all think that. <laughs> but she was like, I can see how this was good in 2003. Yes. It's not anymore. Yes. And I think she's right. But I do think that you could also take two storylines out of it and it would be better. Yeah. Well, the first time I saw it was on TV. So they so cut I out the whole Martin know... Freeman part? Yeah. And then I watched it and I was horrified. Uh-huh. And I was like, what am I what am I looking at? There are parts of it that I really love that are probably just for nostalgia reasons. Yeah. Um, Emma Thompson's storyline holds mm-hmm. up. It's heartbreaking, but it yeah. holds up. I, uh, I really like the Hugh Grant storyline. I do too. I do too. <laughs> I shouldn't, but yeah. I do. I, Colin Firth's, I think, is really problematic, but also kind of cute in a weird way. I've never... Can I... Like, aside from What a Girl Wants, not a huge Colin Firth fan, and I know... Even in the Jane Austen stuff? Never seen him. Mm. Never seen... Oh, and I okay. know the uproar. Oh, you're fine. I, but, like, I just have never... I only saw the Keira Knightley... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what am I... Pride and Prejudice. Prejudice. I never saw the um, Colin Firth. I just don't find him particularly handsome. Sure. But I loved him in What a Girl Wants with Amanda Bynes. That's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Like he did great in that. All right, so that's something we will be watching. We will report back yeah, on that. Yeah, and the book is enjoyable. Yeah, I will say there is a slight, you know, there's some romance, there's some cheese, but it's also really enjoyable. As I recall, one of the short stories in particular, a guy in the book, his mother collects Santas, and for some reason that has stuck out to me visually. Like as a mm, reader, I yeah. just remember visualizing a house full of Santas. Um, I really liked it. It's got that John Green snark, yeah. um, but it's also it's not just John Green. It's I think Maureen, Maureen Johnson, Johnson and one other author. Yeah. Um, but enjoyable. Yeah. The next one you've got here on the list is One Day in December. Okay, this is holiday romance. And I read this last year after, actually. So it came out. It was like the Reese Witherspoon pick for December. Right. I read it, I think, in January or maybe at the end of December. It holds up. To me, it's just a winter book. I yeah. almost think I know why they did One Day in December. Um, but Marketing. it's a bummer. Yeah, because if you miss it, you feel like you feel silly reading it in right. January. But you shouldn't because it's just a winter book. Yeah. And basically, it takes the plot, and we talked about this last episode about kind of borrowing uh-huh. ideas from other works, but um, it takes the premise kind of of One Day, which was a book that I really liked, but I know not everybody did, a few years ago, that only visits this couple on the same day every year so right. you kind of see where they are. I thought are that was a great together. concept. I think it's a good concept. Um then this book kind of does the same thing, but it's one day in December. Um, there are more twists to it, or obviously it would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so there are more, it's more original than I'm describing. Um, I liked it. I, 
you know, it's not, um, it's for fans of the rom-com. It's yeah. for fans of, or even, I don't even know how much calm we're talking. Like, it's for fans of the rom. Like, <laughs> uh, it's very <laughs> romance heavy. Um, but I enjoy, I recall really enjoying it for what it was. Yeah. And so if you do, unlike the listener who kind of asked for more literary suggestions, if you are looking for like, oh, a good literary suggestion is The Current. If you want some like intense, um, in the great alone, like cold weather books. Anyway, um, but one day in December is more your typical Hallmark adjacent mm-hmm. book, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one like that is Royal Holiday. Yeah. So I'm curious about this one. I we've talked before. This is a Jasmine Guillory book. So mm-hmm. I read Wedding Party and the Wedding Date. Mm-hmm. There's a third one in there that I have not read, um, and I like them. But I've been clear. Yeah. Th- these are sexy books. So just. Be prepared. Um, I think I, I want to say wedding date more so than wedding party, or maybe I just became immune by the time I read wedding party. Unsure. I've been inoculated. Uh, yeah, but Royal Holiday, I'm very curious about. All of her books, like somebody like Tana French or something, take a minor character from a previous work mm-hmm. and, and develop them, which yeah. I think is lovely. Yeah. Um, so this one is about one of the main characters in the, in the wedding party. It is her mom. And so it's kind of a romance featuring some older characters, which Uh I think is really lovely. And she basically goes over to London and falls in love with a member of the royal family, which always here for anything royal family related. Um, So I have not read this, but I have, we've sold a lot of copies and I think people now are getting, it came out early. Like I think it came out in October. And I think now people are finally like, oh, yeah. I'm in the mood for this. Um, so Royal Holiday by Jasmine Guillory could be really fun. It's not quite uh, The Christmas Prince. That's right. Uh, so <laughs> don't think that it is like The Christmas Prince. Uh, it, <laughs> it sounds fun. I'm trying to remember. I know I watched The Christmas Prince. That was Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. And I think that one I enjoyed. Christmas, was it Switch? What is the one where she's a twin? Yeah. Not... Princess Switch or Christmas Prince- Switch? Was, I don't know. I don't remember. It was that was harder to enjoy, like because t- for me, there's a point where cheese doesn't become fun anymore. Yeah, and it becomes miserable. There were a lot of parts of Christmas Prince that I liked, like the baking show. Yes. Aspect. Yes. Um, that's not my kind of movie. Yes. <laughs> I have to be in a very particular mindset for that. Yes. Um, and also perhaps drinking. Um, but I'm sure there is a drinking game you can play. There probably that is. is. Solid, that is Hallmark approved. I don't know. I'm thinking like some good mulled wine or yeah. like a very seasonally appropriate drink. Did I ever tell you, we've probably talked about it on here, Kimberly, uh, my friend Kimberly, uh-huh. she loves Hallmark movies, but she, her like trademark idea, like no one listening can steal it. Her idea is Hallmark After Dark. And that's where Jasmine Guillory falls to me. Like, and her idea is Hallmark is super PG. Yeah. And maybe even G. Mm-hmm. And we need a little bit more like after the nine o'clock hour. Yeah. And so her idea is Hallmark, Hallmark after, after dark, dark, which I think is hilarious. I love that. <laughs> Nobody steal that. That belongs Let to Kimberly. Kimberly have that. And she's an attorney. She will come after She you. will. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about Miracle on 10th Street. Okay, so I'm actually going to combine these two. Okay. These, for me, part of the holiday season is Advent. Yeah. Um, over the past few years, I've really enjoyed learning what Advent means now that I maybe attend a church that is more liturgical. Right. And um, I, I think part of the reason I love it is because in retail, Christmas is kind of weird. Like, it's kind of a weird season. Definitely. Because um, it starts in October. It's Yeah, it starts early. Um 
I am trying to sell stuff, but I don't also don't want to be part of the commercialistic problem. Right. Um, it's a conflict. Um, it's not because I really believe in what we're selling. Like I believe in the power of books and so I can stand by it, but it is tricky. And also it's very hectic. So it's not, and I think it's hectic for everyone. Yeah. I want to be clear. Everybody's got parties and Christmas programs and holiday events and to weird attend. weird work stuff. Yeah. But because it is our busiest time of the year in the store, everything feels a little harried in a way that I don't prefer Christmas to be. Right. And so Advent is really lovely because aside from what maybe I grew up with, like a paper chain or a chocolate calendar or something, it's really about a season of waiting. Right. And, and darkness. And darkness. And that really resonates with me. Yeah. And I really, I really love it. So I have adored the book, The uh, Meaning is in the Waiting. These are religious books. Um, these are Christian books. But The Meaning is in the Waiting um, is a really it moves you exactly through the weeks of Advent. So right. like starts with the patriarchs and moves you up through Mary. Um, so very traditional uh -huh. Advent. Very beautifully written. Love it. Miracle on 10th Street I bought this year. It is by Madeline Lingle. Oh. So it is poems, readings, little short stories all over the place. Totally runs the gamut. The introduction is written by Diana Butler Bass the forward I mean and I wound up like tearing up in the forward Love but that. then in the the book is really great because it is perfect for this time of year I'll, I'm gonna be honest the meaning is in the waiting I feel like I read consistently every year I read the first half of that book mm. and then it's like by week three I can't my yeah. brain can't sit down anymore this is sad but like I can't do it yeah I think Miracle on 10th Street is genius because it's just snippets. Like on one page, with no introduction, there's a poem by Madeline Lingle. On the next page, there's an essay. <laughs> then there's a short story. And there's no, like, you're not supposed to read it on a certain date. Mm -hmm. So, like, just whenever you want. Whenever you want. So, Monday night or Sunday night, I think I read, I don't know, a couple of poems. Last night, I read a short story that was very beautiful. And I'm loving it because it feels like there's no pressure. Yeah. Like, I can just read this willy nilly yeah. however I want. Um, but it's all very meaningful around the idea of waiting and hope and longing. Yeah. And um, I really recommend it. And it just, I don't want to say, it was not just published, but it it was just released in this format. So I don't know if this is a reprint or if this is just all of a sudden a conglomeration right. of her works. Um, but I am thoroughly enjoying it partly because it doesn't feel like something I have to right. read every day. Um, because by mid-December, I'm a little bit... It's, it almost feels impossible. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's my recommendation. If if you are a fan of Advent or are curious about this uh, liturgical season, um, those are two books I really like. I like that a lot because yeah. one of the things that I miss about living on a Christian college campus <laughs> is the Advent Guide. Yeah. <laughs> that every year there was an Advent Guide oh, um, that's lovely. written by faculty. Okay. Um, I don't know who organized it. Obviously somebody in an administrative office and they like commissioned faculty to write like, a page Aww, that's um, nice. for, for each day. And it was really nice. What I found so interesting about it, even at the time and even more so in hindsight is like the difference between the faculty from liturgical traditions mm -hmm. and the more evangelical traditions. Yeah. Um, and just the way that they were writing about yeah. the stuff that has all been put together in one thing in no particular order. Okay. Um, I mean in the order of like Advent, but yes. like not, not, it doesn't follow a pattern. Yes, or something. exactly. And I'm just thinking about that now. I'm like, how funny that is <laughs> and how weird that is where it's just like this very dark meditation on like yes on, on on like the soul and then into like 
the holidays are a time for <laughs> it's just really yeah. like it's very different very very different it's totally different and i have um, i have felt very i don't feel this way in all aspects of where we what we kind of practice now but i have found advent to be my favorite yeah. season like it is the one where i'm like okay this feels like something I can it's very, wrap around my head. It's very meditative. Yes. Um, it's like Lent light. Yes. Um, which is great. W- which is great. <laughs> <laughs> which um, is great. In a way that I that I also really appreciate. Yeah. I, I, I love the it's idea. It's a shorter of, season. <laughs> I love the idea of the of the Advent season, for yeah. sure. So anyway, Miracle on 10th Street is by Madeline Lingle, and I believe the meaning is in The Waiting is by Paula Good. I, I'm pretty sure. Those are two. Um, we have some others at our house, but those are the two that I have utilized the most. What are you looking forward to the most after like the end of the crazy season? Like, what is there one thing that you're holding on to that you're looking forward to? New Year. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good. Um, no, we. It's just gonna be a whirlwind. It and it always is. Yeah. So we will finish here. Like I will work Christmas Eve. It is really nice. Um, that for the first time I think in bookshelf history we have a staff on yeah. Christmas Eve. Um, last year it was me, Nancy, and Chet. Chet is my brother. Uh, the year before that, it was me, Chet, and Ashley. Ashley is my cousin. Chet is my brother. Uh, so this year, I'm pretty sure it's Ashley like didn't work here. At the she time, did. To be fair. She did. But to be fair, she worked every right. Christmas Eve forever, think, even before yeah, that. I think a couple years. I won't say unpaid, but maybe unpaid. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we for the first time ever are going to have like a staff yeah. on Christmas Eve, That's which is wonderful. bizarre to me. And I think I will really enjoy it, but it's also going to feel weird. Yeah. Like, what are you all doing here? <laughs> um, and so that will be nice. But then Jordan and I will leave on the 26th to go up to be with his family mm. until through the 28th. Okay. And then we'll come back and I'll work. And then you, like, it's a weird, that's what I mean. That's almost why I really appreciate Advent mm-hmm. because Christmas almost gets lost. Yeah. Um, because we'll do, I love a Christmas Eve service. We'll like go to a uh, church service and then we'll spend Christmas day, I think with my parents, but my brother won't be here for the first time. So Mm -hmm. it's, is he going to be with Becca's family? Yeah. So it's just going to be a weird, um, families are weird. Yeah. And it, and look, even if Chet were not married, Christmas is still weird because to me it feels so fast. Right. And that goes back to having like these days to kind of rest and meditate hypothetically rest and meditate um because then by the time christmas is here it feels like and everybody else like not everybody else but it feels like a lot of people like jordan's aunt for example like puts up their tree like puts away their tree on the 26th like it's done oh my christmas is over that feels slightly early Mm -hmm. but a lot of people i think want it done by new year yeah um (laughs) but i want mine up because i haven't enjoyed it yeah well that's also European tradition. Yes. It stays up through, I keep it up through, through Epiphany the now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so w- this is sad, but I think I'm most looking forward to, um, most looking forward to New Year's. And um, I will say, Victorian Christmas, I hope it doesn't rain. Oh, yeah. Um, because I do love our Polar Express story time. It's yeah. very sweet. So no, Victorian Christmas is always a good time. Victorian Christmas is fun if it doesn't rain. Last year was an absolute disaster. Um, but I think this year we're hopeful for good weather. Yeah. So that, what about you? I don't know. I was yeah. thinking about it too because like everything's like I'm I'm freshly married. I've been married for You're freshly married. For, feel like freshly laundered. I know. I've <laughs> been married for like 13 days. Yeah. <laughs> like, not even like I don't I don't know how yeah. long I've been married. Uh 10. Yeah. 10 days. Yep. Um So I don't know. Um that's really taking up a lot of my emotional bandwidth. Yes. Um so like 
Christmas is really hard to conceptualize. And I'm like, we're going to both of our family's houses. And that's just a lot. Yeah. To do. It is, especially for the first time. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know you guys have dated for a long time, yeah. but like, it's still different. It is different. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely. We've talked about this a lot. Like, this feels different. Yeah. Like, why is this different? Yeah. Like, obviously it's different, but like, I didn't know how much it would just feel different. Yeah. Um, even just having this ring on my finger, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like, this is, this is different. I'm a different like, person. I, I'm different now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I guess what I'm looking forward to is, is finding out what, Christmas means now, mm, like okay. what that means in the context of, of our family that we yeah, have created. Yeah, the two of you. Right. Because um, like in dating, we were just like, okay, well, you're going to come to my family and I'm going to come to your family right. and like we're going to do what we do but with our families. But nothing by yourselves. Right. And so I don't know what that's going to be yet. Mm-hmm. I know that in some point in the future, our families will come to us. Yeah. Um, God, I can't wait for that. Which is I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> can't wait for that. <laughs> I don't want to travel with so many cats. Yeah. I don't um, even have cats and I don't want to travel. Yeah. I'm so tired by the time it gets here. I'm, I'm like, also, when do we get to have people come to our house? I'm already so tired of traveling because we traveled so much for our wedding and our honeymoon. Yeah, and I'm you just did. like, now in two weeks I have to leave again? You do. <sighs> yeah. That part's not fun. Anyway, so not looking forward to that, but I am looking forward to really recontextualizing the season in the context of, of being married. Yeah. I think that'll be fun. that'll be fun. Tis the season, everybody. Tis the season. of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you, as always, to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album, Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com or find them under their current moniker at The Rally Club. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, you can find us at patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check us out at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. On Small Business Saturday, this is the weirdest thing that has ever happened. So, the weirdest and most stressful, I think. So, the credit card machine said that the keypad was locked. And like in the middle of a transaction, and we had a line of like eight people, which on Small Business Saturday is not a big deal, and we can normally like move through that really quick. But we only have one register, and I took the credit card machine apart, like unplugged it, put it back together, keypad locked, which I do think is a faulty system. Like if you unplug something, it, it should, should just reset. reset. <laughs> that should be the rule. But anyway, then um, the side sticker, which gives like all the help desk phone number, like the um, the number of your system, the not necessarily the serial number, but like the number uh-huh. of your program, whatever, all of that has rubbed off because yep. we've owned Used that machine yeah. for a long time. And so I had to like Google while I'm trying to do that plus ring up eight people, Olivia's trying to set up Square. The Square wouldn't connect to her phone. No. So we had to manually type in everybody's numbers. And then I finally found a phone number through Googling. I called, basically was like, 
I don't know that his name was Bob, but it felt like his name was Bob. And I was like, Bob. And I was on the verge of tears. I was like, we, it is Small Business Saturday. We have a line of people. I need the passcode to unlock this keypad. And I thought he was gonna make me like give a serial number or like an account number. But I guess the keypad code is the same for all the machines. And so he gave me the code and I did it, you know, finger shaking, like, uh -huh. please work. And it worked. And I nearly wept on the phone to Bob. And I was like, Bob, thank you so much. And the only thing we can think, this is the weirdest thing, is that um, the person, the staffer ringing up the customer didn't hit sale before typing in the amount due. Oh. And we think the amount due must have been the numbers to, to unlock, uh, to lock the, the keypad, which the odds of that feel astronomical, bonkers to me. But it that's the only thing we could think that that's happened. That's so crazy. It was bizarre. And Olivia and I were at a loss. Like I have run that credit card machine for five, six, seven years. Yeah. And I have never had the keypad locked. Like I've had other error messages, communication problems, yeah. frequently on Black Friday or Small Business Saturday because yep. that's how things run. Run, But it was just so bizarre. I've never been so sweaty in my life. Yeah. Um, and everybody was so unbelievably kind. And that's great. Um, but I felt like, you know, as a small business owner, on one of your busiest days of the year, you don't want to look like you don't have your act together. And I was like, what kind of small business can't run to their credit card machine on the day of the like the biggest day of the year? It was terrifying. And I've got a I've got a related small business Saturday <laughs> credit card machine story. I was in a comic shop in Colorado Springs, which is a wonderful shop. Okay. Um, must have been the employee's first or second day. Oh no. Um, and that actually happened to us twice on Small Business Saturday. Like it's actually my second day. Just hired for the holidays. Just I guess. hired for the holidays, I guess. <laughs> and so like the guy rings me up. Um, it was excellent sale. Um. And I give him my debit card. He runs it and he says, what's your pin? Nope, nope. And I was like, I, I'll enter it. And just <laughs> reached across and did it. And then his coworker was like, did you just ask him for his pin? What's wrong with you? Are you going to ask him for his social security number next? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, the training is important. It is. Because it really you is. Just don't, I think you just feel like the machine is telling you for a pin. So, so you just ask aloud for a pin. It's fine. <laughs> it was very good. Um, and I understood. And it was our exact credit card machine. So I was like, I'll just type that. I can do that. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.